it's great just saying, hey, go and, you know, here's 10 tips to have a better orgasm or here's five, you know, tips how to give a better blowjob, right? But it's it's one thing to do that and it's one thing to actually look at the beliefs and stories that are holding you back from opening up in the bedroom, that are holding you back from mm. being a turned-on woman. Like there's so much. If you start looking at the history of sex and pleasure, like the I mean, the patriarchy has a lot to answer for. We all know that. Yeah. However, we are now dealing with the consequences of years and years of sexual repression, mm. um, pleasure repression, and we're having to learn it all over again. And we're yeah. having to reteach ourselves how to thrive in the bedroom and how to thrive in sex. So welcome to the Let's Get It On podcast. I'm Sindra Banks, your host and friendly neighborhood sex coach. This podcast is your go-to guide for hotter sex, more pleasure, and better communication with your partner or future partner. Come one and come all. No matter what kind of couple you are or throuple, this podcast will keep you inspired, interested, and excited to keep expanding your relationship and prioritizing your pleasure. Follow me on Instagram at Sindra Banks for much more of this vibe and to find out how you can work with me. Thanks for joining me. Let's get it on. Hello, my loves. What is up? Welcome back to Let's Get It On. I am your host, Sindra Banks and I am excited to be back on the mic for another juicy little episode. Actually, you know what? I shouldn't say juicy. This is actually a big episode. This is a longer episode than usual. So grab your wine, grab your coffee, close the kids ears because this episode is definitely not safe for school runs in the car. So this is a bit of a different episode. I spoke to my beautiful friend Stephanie for her membership, The Era of Me, and I wanted to share that conversation here with her permission. So Stephanie is a self-discovery and online business mentor. Her membership group is all about empowering women, which I am all about. Uh, her kind of way of working, her zone of genius is self-discovery and mind mastery. Uh, she really gives women the path to be able to easily walk into living their best lives. She helps women go from stuck to thriving in both life and business, which is super exciting. The chat we had today is for her membership portal. We talked a lot about self-pleasure, about being able to talk about sex, whether you're in a relationship or not. So this one has some juice for the single ladies as well as the partnered ladies. I hope that you enjoy this episode with beautiful Stephanie and you can go follow her straight up on Insta at Stephanie J Coaching. I'll put her links in the show notes as well. Go and check out her amazing work in the world. Whilst you're there, follow me at Sindra Banks. Enjoy this deep dive with Stephanie interviewing and me and chatting away about all the yummy things. Let's go. How do you serve people? First of all, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and and share, I guess, something that can be quite taboo and that is part of my mission as an intimacy coach. I also decided doing business mentoring for people kind of in my industry uh, is to uncover and unveil taboos around sex, pleasure and relationships because I truly do believe that this is an area that needs so much attention it needs to be brought into the light and if it's someone who's prepared to go to juicy uncomfortable you know depths that's me and I'm happy to be the poster girl for that for that movement so uh I I identify as queer I'm polyamorous and my pronouns are she her just in case um you want to know those things so I really work with a lot of vulva owners around 
liberating their libido and mm-hmm. allowing them to be more confident and comfortable in the bedroom, my, I guess, like, vibe is to go really fucking deep. I just decided, is it okay that I swear on this? Oh, Sorry. yeah, go for it. <laughs> Great. Um, because it's great just saying, hey, go and, you know, here's 10 tips to have a better orgasm or here's five, you know, tips how to give a better blowjob, right? But it's, it's one thing to do that and it's one thing to actually look at the beliefs and stories that are holding you back from opening up in the bedroom, that are holding you back from being a turned-on woman. Like there's so much. If you start looking at the history of sex and pleasure, like the I mean the patriarchy has a lot to answer for. We all know that. Yeah. However, we are now dealing with the consequences of years and years of sexual repression, mm. um, pleasure repression, and we're having to learn it all over again. And we're yeah. having to reteach ourselves how to thrive in the bedroom and how to thrive in sex. So a long answer to your very short question is yeah. that I'm an intimacy coach and I mostly work with vulva owners um, to really like light that fire, to to own that within themselves and in their relationships. Yeah, I love it. No, I love your depth because at the end of the day, it's really powerful to help anchor into your mission and also into the call around why we're here, why we're talking about it, and also give you this authority in this call because you are speaking to such a powerful mission and I think it's just really important to Sindra also has a podcast around like breaking down taboos and opening up conversations that for a very long time have been shamed and have been capped and have been limited due to a lot of yeah patriarchy belief systems inherited ways of being and the more that we talk about it, the more normal it is. And I think this is this isn't just about us in this call. This isn't about Cinder and I having a conversation. This isn't just about you guys watching it. This is about cr- providing safety and comfortability around this conversation, so that you can have better conversations with your partner, so that they can have better conversations with their friends, mm. so that your future generations can have more open better conversations. So, and I think it just is really powerful to recognize that because it will help people tune in to you and your mission and what you're here to do, which is make some freaking waves. And like, Mm. I'm so here for that. So any conversations that do that are so welcome in this membership. So excited to dive in. Like, mic drop, let's freaking do this. Fuck yeah, you're allowed to swear. I swear like a sailor. I am (laughs) trying to get better. I am trying to get better to just like, you know, improve the brain elasticity in my brain and my vocabulary. So I don't, you know, but it's a process. It's a process. Um, so Sindra, what are we going to talk about today? Like, what is the topic that we are bringing to the women today? I think what's really important to talk about is how to take responsibility for your own turn on, for your own Mm. pleasure to then have these like romantic, juicy, pleasurable relationships that we all desire right like we all see the rom-com with this beautiful relationship and this hot steamy sex and like we're like oh I want that like I Mm -hmm. want that you know however our society hasn't taught us that we have to work to get that yeah like Unfortunately, I always say this to my clients, like, unfortunately, um, I don't have a magic pill to get from here to there. Like, yeah. it doesn't just happen on its own. Juicy, steamy sex doesn't just happen on its own. Feeling turned on all the time, for most of us, doesn't happen all the time. We have yeah. to take responsibility for that. And mm. that's a huge thing for a lot of women. And I don't, I can't remember the statistic right now. However... I think it's about 80% of us mm. don't feel spontaneously turned on as, as vulva owners, mm-hmm. roughly about that, that statistic. Mm. 20% do. 20% are like, I'm horny, I'm horny, it happens, it's, you know, it comes easily. Yeah. Those people might identify as having a high libido. Yeah. However, for the other 80% of us, me included, yeah. 
I generally, this is general, don't get spontaneously turned on. Mm. I have to work on it. Yeah. I have to create opportunities in my day-to-day for desire to build in my own body. Yeah. For desire to build with my partner. Mm. And I think this is a massive aha for a lot of people because we see the TV shows, we see porn, Mm. we see relationships on Instagram. Yeah. You know, I'm as guilty as the next person putting my relationship on Instagram, right, and being like, oh, it's so great, which it is. However, we're working. We're we're working, you know, on that every day, every single day. Uh, So it's it's radical responsibility if you want that, right? Yeah. It's okay to not want that. It's okay to be like, you know what? I'm I'm just going to be flatmates or besties with my partner and not even worry about the intimacy stuff. Yeah. That's okay too. However, you're missing out on a lot of expansion and growth mm. in that area. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love this. So going into this topic, I think this topic, yeah, it's so powerful and a lot of women are going to get a lot out of this from memory, I'm pretty sure most of the women are in relationships no probably 50 50 actually now that I'm thinking about it in my head so going into this topic with that radical responsibility what do you feel as though is stopping people from like taking that responsibility like you know you've got someone on the other side of the screen that's like I do want this I do Mm. have a desire to improve my my relationship, my sex life. Yeah. What is the first step with that radical responsibility? Mm. What does it look like? So I think just firstly, like if you are in a relationship or you're not, like this is still super important because you want to nail this down for your future relationship, right? Yeah. Um, I think what's stopping people is that it feels too big. Mm. You know, I remember when I first started on this journey and I really didn't feel turned on like ever. So going from that person to like, I don't know, someone super sexy and sexual, like feeling turned on, that feels like a really big leap. That feels uncomfortable. That feels like too much. That feels like unrelatable. So Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people, they feel like it's just too much. It's too hard. And I wouldn't even know what to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, then a lot of those people start with external things like buying lingerie or buying a new toy for the bedroom. Yeah. Those two things are okay. And, you know, if you want to spend money on things, give them a whirl. Sure. However, that's not going to change your sex drive. Mm. That's not going to change your desire. That's not going to change the deep connection that you need with your partner or potential partner to create safety for intimacy. Yeah. So what I start with is like, hey, how often are you in your body? Mm, I love that. It's a simple question. Most people are like, don't know. What's being in my body feel like? Like how often in your day do you stop? Do you meditate? Do you journal? Do you sit? Mm. Look at the ocean or look at your garden or just look at yourself you know yeah slow down most people don't 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 do that at all ever Mm. so how is your body how is your system meant to feel turned on meant to feel anything pleasurable if you don't or can't stop and and be in your body and that's where pleasure pleasure comes from pleasure comes from being in your body. If you think about the last time you had a really crazy, powerful orgasm mm. and it was, you know, well, this is also considering if you have had an orgasm, right? Mm. Or you've had a really yummy, pleasurable experience in your body, yeah. right? You have to be present for that. Yeah. Got to be in your body for that. Yeah. Most of the time, most of the day, we're not. And and that's where that spontaneous drive happens and if we're not doing that at all in the day aside from like when you have a few drinks with your partner like for date night once a month yeah 
you're not going to feel that. You're just not. It's There's yeah. no opportunity there at all. Yeah. It's like it's like if you're not taking the time to be in your body, when it flows through you, that spontaneity, that feeling, that, I mean, like, I don't know if I'm going to butcher this, but, like, when your libido starts to, like, be like, hey, what's up? You're not going to actually recognize it because you're not in your body to answer the door, you know? So it's like that makes so much sense. So you feel, do you feel like it's fair to say that like your first step when it comes to responsibility is to practice being in your body? Like make it a devotion each day to practice that. Without a doubt, every single client that comes to me, every program that I run, um, every call that I have, we spend five minutes getting into our bodies. We spend five minutes doing what I call a drop-in, which is closing your eyes, breathing, getting present in your body, feeling what's present there, acknowledging it, being with it, and connecting. It's part of every single thing that I do. And, you know, my my background is embodiment. Like I taught yoga for 10 years. I am an embodied dance facilitator. So that is my background. And also I know it works. You know, I have clients that, haven't had sex with their partner for a year because they don't feel safe and they don't feel sexy and they don't feel turned on. And I get them to do a meditation just to five minutes every single day. And then like a bit of like movement for themselves, you know? Yeah. And although they feel uncomfortable and they don't like meditating and they don't feel sexy doing the dance, what they find is it creates safety. Yeah. What they find is they might feel a little tingle. Mm. It might not be much, but it's more than they've ever felt before. Yeah. Because they're connecting and they're like, oh, my God, I don't remember the last time I was in my body, but it feels really good. Yeah. And that that's so pleasure, powerful. you know. Yeah, it is powerful. It's really powerful. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I can relate to like, you know, I feel like it's fair to say I've been doing this kind of work for a long time now, but there was there's times where I'm not doing things I know are really good for me as much as maybe I was the previous month. Mm. And, you know, I like to flow with my hormones and things like that. But, oh, my goodness, like when it's been maybe like a fortnight since I've – so we've in the new house that we've got at the moment, it's actually got like a mirror in the shower. So it's like this long shower oh, and the cool. whole middle bit is a shower, a I mirror. Yeah. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, why do I want to stare at my own tits for like however long <laughs> an hour? Yeah. But like I've paid a lot of money for my tits, so like I'm going to fucking look at them. <laughs> yeah. But like I was like in there and then like even the other night I was like I had the tunes on. I was mm. listening to a bit of like Rihanna mm. and I'm like looking in the shower. I'm like, I'm going to give myself a little lap dance. Like I'm going to Yes. And it's been so long since I've done that. Yeah. And at first I felt a bit uncomfortable. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I've been doing this for a while now and stuff, but it's like you Mm. don't want to fall into that trap of losing intention and connection. And I did it and I remember getting out. So I I always know that I'm lacking connection to myself when my tip of the iceberg is I lack, like I might want to be like I'm, I might stop moisturizing my body or something, like something Mm. really simple where I'm not actually taking time to have tip of the surface, tip of the iceberg surface, self-care. Yeah. And for me, that's like that laziness with myself shows I'm lacking connection. Yeah. And it'd been a while since like I've, I normally have my like um sweet almond oil and sometimes I'll even heat it up on the stove and I like do these practices. It's been a hot minute and I did mm. that practice in the shower and it gets to be that simple, right? Absolutely. Like it gets to be chuck a yui boom in the shower, soap yourself up, fall in love with yourself all over again, X, Y, Z. And I got out and I lathered myself in my oils. Mm. I like did the things that make me feel good. And then I come come out into the room with Harrison and I was so fucking turned on because I was yep. like my feminine. And I'm like, I was so like open to receive that. And mm. he was like, okay, then like, I don't know what's happened to you. And I've re- literally said to him out loud, I was like, well, I've taken care of myself. So, mm. and it's like this worthiness, this respect. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm sharing this to like really anchor into what you're saying because mm. that relationship to self or those connections, yeah. I, it's going to get things flowing. And like for me, it was probably a bit more dramatic, you know, I'm like give, basically giving myself a lap dance in the shower and then like <laughs> I've come out, but like it can be something little. Like I agree. 
you know, it could be like a little spark where you notice yourself differently in the mirror, like yep. whatever it is. So I freaking love that. Absolutely. Like- yeah, I totally agree. And I, all my clients get shower homework because we're in the shower anyway, right? And yeah. generally we're in the shower and we're rubbing, we're scrubbing, we're like trying to get out quickly or whatever and <clears throat> to actually slow down and yeah, take the time to like put your body wash on and like massage your breasts if you have them or you know, massage your butt or your hips or whatever it may be and actually yeah. just take that time. Like all of my clients, you know, get homework that's built into what they already do because I don't yeah. really believe that you need to spend hours and hours a day on like mm. self-pleasure and things like that. Great if you want to. Yeah, It starts with really simple things that are already part of your day, you know, some sensual touch in the shower. Like mm. you said, like a little bit of a dance in the shower. So yeah. even the busiest of mums or people, you know, lock the bathroom door and like take that five or 10 minutes like for yourself. And it doesn't like turning yourself on, you know, like being sexually liberated and free. Mm. It doesn't have to be hard. And like, this is probably like my superpower with what I teach is like, it can be like one breath, you know, Mm. like one pleasurable breath with a big exhalation, make some sound, shake out the body a bit. That might be all you have time for. It's not so much about the time, it's about the intention, Mm. you know, the intention to connect, the intention to honour yourself, the intention to be so radically in your body that, like, if you have a partner, they can't help but Mm -hmm. come on to you, right? Like, you know, the the energy of, like, your embodiment Mm. that night when you came out of the shower, I'm sure Harrison was just like, what? whoa like you know legit because that energy that feeling it's magnetic yeah it's magnetic and Mm. not only for your partner like it's magnetic for you to want to then do more of it so we need to create this prioritization this commitment this intention and then naturally that breeds doing more of the thing yeah It's like if you want to, you know, get healthy and you're like, right, I'm going to start eating better. And the first day you're like, you know, making a salad and it's really laborious and you're like, oh, God, don't really want to do this. It's just so awkward. Like, I don't really want to eat this salad. It's such so time consuming or whatever. Yeah. But like after a week of eating the salad, you're like, I feel actually really good. I might add in a green smoothie or a green juice because, like, actually my energy feels so good. Yeah. And then you're like, you know what? After another week, I'm going to start Pilates because yeah. I feel really damn good and I want more of this. So yeah. we create this appetite in our bodies for more pleasure, more intimacy, more connection because we just start doing the things and we just start sacking them up and yeah before long like my clients are having more sex than they ever have in their lives and it's not about quantity Mm. it's about quality but like these people who don't haven't had regular sex and all of a sudden they're having sex two three times a a month and that increases Mm. and they're doing more self-pleasure and it's Mm. like a ripple effect like anything you know but just has to start with that you know embodiment yeah so amazing I've got two questions follow-up questions Mm. Um, for, for the women watching, I have a question around relationships and then I have a question around, um, for the single gals. So with the relationship part for the women watching this that are like in a relationship and resonate with their libido being less or, you know, they're in a long-term relationship. They don't know how to get the spice back. I'm going to just fly to ask you, what is their first step? in that talking to their partner now none of them are going to like that answer and i'm sorry (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh none of them will like this answer none of you will like this answer um because like i said before the lingerie and the toys are great however if you can't talk to your partner about your desires your needs your wants your visions yeah your goals for intimacy you know like it's it's you're not going to get to that point Mm. of bring the spark back of doing the yeah. things you know it's a hard conversation like 
it's it's hard to be like, hey, let's talk about our sex life. You know, what yeah. do you like about it? I don't know. What do you like about it? Oh, everything. Yeah. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Let's just move yeah. on. You know, and all of my, you know, all of my clients. I suggest anyone listening to this pod, um, not podcast, anyone yeah. listening to this call, um, create space every fortnight to talk to their partner and have a check-in meeting. Mm. If you're not already doing it, this is your invitation. And spend five minutes of that meeting talking about sex. Mm. What's working really well for you? Oh, I'm loving, you know, um, sensual massage before we have sex. Yeah, me too. I love that. What would what would you want more of? Oh, I'd want more of like, I don't know, bringing some new kinks into the bedroom. Oh, okay. Yeah. That feels challenging for me. Yep. How do you feel about that? All challenged. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm interested. Tell me more. Let's explore yeah. it together. You know, you, you like anything, right? We talk about buying a house. We talk about having kids. Mm. We talk about other relationship goals, money, holidays. Mm. Sex needs to be included in those things. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. And it's not just going to keep burning on its own. It won't. Yeah. It's like if you like, we want to say for a house. We're never going to talk about it. I'm not going to put any money in a savings account, but hopefully we'll have a house in like yeah. in a year's time. It's the same thing. Yeah, so true. It's exactly yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that analogy because it's just like making it quite clear and simple. It's like really this reality check of like, okay, you desire this, but you're not even willing to have this conversation. And for a lot of people, that's an edge in its own. So start there, you yeah, know. It's an edge. and. Yeah, like I, my personal experience with Harrison, for example, is like when we got together, we had very different comfortabilities, like even to this day. Like Harrison is someone that I'd never gone for before, was a true like manifestation and and, and a reflection of my own healing. Mm. But with that, he's a lot more reserved. He's a lot more quiet. He's a lot more... um. Like we, I almost want to say we had different values around sex, like mm. in terms of what he, um, how he thinks of sex compared to how I, how I think of sex. And at first it was difficult. Like it was really difficult. Like for example, he very much like we didn't sleep together until we told each other that we loved each other. And I'd never done that before. Like you know, I have, I've had a healthy relationship with like situationships and a bit more like casual sex and I've explored, I've done all of the things and he not so much, like Mm -hmm. not so much in any way, shape or form compared to myself. I hate to use the word compare, but if you put them together, you'd be like, okay, (laughs) like you've had very different experiences. Yeah. And so when we started dating, it was like, oh my God, like the like at one point I was like, I just like, I think I, he is like, I, I think I love him, like all mm. of these things, but I don't know if I can do this. Mm. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be satisfied mm. intimately. Like, yeah. and so it actually got to the point where I think three months had passed and I remember like, you know, our connection deepened, our relationship deepened. We ended up like telling, like saying that we love each other and stuff. And then we finally fucking slept together. <laughs> I swear to God, by the end of it, I was like, they're like, like, take me. Like, <laughs> we would have sleepovers and everything. Yeah. And wow. it was just his value. Mm. Was, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but you don't see that anymore. Like, I don't know. That's a very general statement. But like yeah. in my world, I was like, is something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like, like seriously like we would literally have sleepovers and he was like I'm just you know and I'm like I literally like my belief system kicked in and I was like you know and it got to the point where I'm talking like I'd talk to the girls and I'd be like I don't know how I'm gonna open up this conversation with him about Mm. what I need Mm. and what I want yeah you know and I'm sharing this from a place of like peer vulnerability for the women mm. watching too of like you can think that you're like I had I, w- I was scared like I was like I don't know if he's going to think of me differently when I express what I expect and need and want but what it really came down to is me thinking like well if I want to be with him for as long as I want to be with him I want to be with the kind of person that is open and secure enough to hold this conversation yeah 
And if they can't, then that's a sign in itself. And it took time, but it started with me talking to him. And I literally remember saying like, these are your values. I see them. I love them. I respect them. But this is also like my values, like, Mm. and what I'm needing and, you know, my upbringing. And we've kind of very much found this flow between, you know, I've, I've seen where he's coming from and I lent more that way. And then he's opened up like a literal like butterfly, like, and he's like, you know, exploring all of these things that I don't know if he even thought was like possible or whatever, but like, you know, but I think I really love that as a first step because I think like, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're in a relationship where you actually can't have that conversation, then it becomes a bigger conversation towards what's like what's going on here with like the polarity, with the safety, with the respect, with the openness. I um, totally agree. I think I always say this, like if you can have conversations about sex and like what you want and desires and all this kind of stuff, then you can literally have conversations about anything and the conversations that are trivial that you end up having conflict Mm -hmm. over like who puts the bin out really start to become minimal when you make space for these big conversations those little shitty conflict naggy things that stuff just goes away because Mm -hmm. you have this deeper level of connection communication and conversation that that doesn't matter anymore you're focused on the bigger picture and the bigger things so yeah yeah like I think it's it's really brave and it's really hard to kickstart this stuff Mm. and it goes against all of our conditioning because we're conditioned don't talk about sex keep Mm. it private keep it in the bedroom blah 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 to the detriment of society to the detriment of you know sexual abuse and violence Mm. that does happen because we don't talk about it so it's a really important step it's a really challenging step if people need Mm. support I have lots of posts on my Instagram about like how to talk to your partner about sex. And I also have a specific masterclass that's called the Communication Queen, which is all about... I love that name. Yeah, thank you. It's all <laughs> about, um, yeah, just, just talking to your partner about sex confidently and, and comfortably and there's scripts and all kinds of things. So, yeah, yeah if anyone needs amazing. support, just reach out. Yeah, yeah, amazing resource. Because, yeah, like I, I was just like, if I hadn't have done my own work around like my own self-security and knowing what I want, you know, I had my my end in mind and mm. I, I had that confidence and the ability to introspect of like, I need to have this conversation. But I can imagine for someone that doesn't have that, it's like so scary because yeah. what my biggest thing was like, am I going to be judged? You know, even though you know the other person loves you, like, am I going to be judged for saying this is what I want? And if you're watching this and you resonate with this, like you're not alone. Like Syndra yeah. has the resources. So reach out to them. Like it 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 feels taboo because it's been made to feel taboo. And yeah. it's up to you to take, yeah, that responsibility piece. I Absolutely. love that. Yeah. Yeah. What was go. the question about the sing for the single people? Yeah. So for the single people, I would love to ask you in terms of like self-pleasure and mm. intimacy and things like that. What and I'm sure this actually trickles into people in a relationship too, because I I truly believe it's important to have an intimate relationship with yourself, no matter what, like if you're in a relationship and things like that. But where does someone that's single start with learning about their own relationship to self and increasing the intimacy there, the self-pleasure there, whether it's like masturbating, like all the kind of things um, and then like pronging into like the second part of like what can they do to prepare for their next relationship? Like what do they need to get clear on? Great questions. Um, I literally just wrote a post about self-pleasure and like how important it is so that'll be coming out soon. And also I've got an episode of my podcast about self-pleasure as well mm. uh, because, again, it's a thing that no one talks about and yeah. it's very, very important for people in mm. relationships and not in relationships to be doing because – if we're not doing our own self-exploration, how are we going to be able to tell our partner what we like? I mean, yeah. you know, we have no idea. So I think it's it's so healthy. It's so important. And then people are like, well, I don't really know where to start, Cinder. Like, I don't know, just grab a vibrator and off I go. It's like, well, there's so 
much to self-pleasure. Like self-pleasure can be like what you said, dancing around in the shower, touching Mm. yourself, like doing your own like lap dance, you know. Um, Self-pleasure. It's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. I I have um, a workshop, like a pre-recorded program that like teaches you how to like seduce yourself. It's actually really cool. Um, Like, yes, strip in front of the mirror, like, touch yourself like mm-hmm. do your self-pleasure like nipple stimulation if you have mm-hmm. if you have nipples um you know clear like clitoral anal like there's so much yeah. to self-pleasure that you can explore and the more that you again like I said before the more that you do it we're creating new neural pathways in the brain mm-hmm. so if you only ever self-pleasure with your vibrator that's okay but you are creating one neural pathway. Vibrator on level 10 equals orgasm in two minutes. That's the pathway. Mm. We start to build out these new neural pathways. Like we're literally lighting up our brain with pleasure, using different tools, different techniques, watching porn, not watching porn, Mm. listening to an erotic story, reading an erotic book, writing love letters to our partner or ourselves or like, reading about desire and, you know, reading some educational books about like desires and kink and BDSM and Tantra. Like there's so many ways to self-pleasure. And if you're single, I mean, it's a good time. Like you can go and test this stuff on the market, you know, like you can, um, because, you know, if you're having situationships or one night stands, like you can call in this stuff. Oh, let's do some tantra breathing together. Like, let's yeah. try it. I might not see you ever again, so who cares? Like, it's a great, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great chance to practice yeah. that stuff and to see what you like. Yeah, you know, go to go to workshops. Like, there's amazing workshops. Like, depending on where you are in, in the country, but there's tantra workshops. There's erotic breath work. There's all kinds of things that are going to help you like diversify and open up and expand like your mm-hmm. self pleasure. And it can be just like so simple as well and just about touching yourself in different ways, different textures. Mm. I always tell people to raid their kitchen drawer because like, you yeah. know, all of the fun things in there, different textures on the skin. Yep. There's so much you can do on like the smallest of budgets and the biggest of budgets as well, right? Yeah. Um, and in terms of like what, what to prepare for a, a partner, I think it's just get really educated Like, Mm. get really curious about Mm. what you desire, what you will desire in a relationship from intimacy. You know, what are some things that feel like an edge that you want to try? What are some things that you love? What are some things Mm. that you don't love? And I, I think on the second date, with both of my like my my current partner and my my previous partner. We talked about sex. Mm. So I honestly believe bring it up quick. Yeah. Because if that's a value for you, if you value intimacy and you value pleasure and sex, bring it up on the second or third date. Hey, what do you like in the bedroom? What do you enjoy? Yeah. What have you explored before? What what do you want to explore? Bring it up straight away. They just like rip the band-aid off because then you then you know, right? If it's if it's a value for you. You know if you're going to be compatible. You know if yeah. you're going to have those same beliefs around sex. Mm. Um, so honestly, just, I just, just bring it up with everyone. I mean, yeah. I talk about sex with everyone anyway, but I really <laughs> like, you know, a couple yeah. of dates in, I was telling my ex about like my deepest desires because I'm like, well, I kind of want to know, like, are you open yeah. to these things? You know, like, yeah. so I've never had a bad response. Yeah. So far. Yeah. So far, so good. (laughs) So far, so good. And again, it gets you to that deep level of conversation Mm -hmm. straight away. I fucking hate small talk. Like, I don't want a partner to small talk with. Yeah. I want to go deep. So, if we can go to sex in the second or third date and talk about intimacy, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to go so deep. Like, and it's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to hear what they enjoy in the bedroom. And if they're unsure, I can't wait to suggest some books to help them, you know? I can't wait to hear about their beliefs and stories around sex. Like, Mm. let's go deep. Let's go there and and do that. It just cuts through the bullshit as well, you know? Yeah, exactly. You're filtering out. Like, if if you get on a date with someone and you know you've done your exploration, you've you're tapping into your own intimacy things like that you get to a date and it comes up 
you know, do it first, second, third, whatever feels good for you. And they turn around and be like, oh, absolutely not. I hate X, Y, Z. It's like, all right, cool. Then you can either think of, is this something that we can talk about? Are they open to this? Blah, blah, blah. Or you've just saved yourself probably a lot of fucking time. So yeah, yeah. I think you can tell a lot from, yeah, I think you can tell a lot from people about what they, when they talk about sex, about what they say. Yeah. And of course, like you can work on stuff. Absolutely. If they're open to it, Mm. but it can, it can be quite limiting. Like just say you are like, oh, I'm curious about kink or, you know, Mm. I'm curious about BDSM. Like it can be very limiting and very crushing if the person that you are with or are going to be with is like yep. not open to that stuff. Absolute yep. no. Close the door yeah. down. You know, that's disgusting. Like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I mean, yeah. that can be really challenging. And I've yeah. definitely been in that situation like with a, you know, previous partner like a long time ago. And it was really hard. Yeah. Um, so I think it's good to get it all out in the open. Yeah, a hundred percent. And practice getting out in the open. You don't have to be like Okay, so are you all good with anal? <laughs> no, like, you've totally done totally done. Yeah, like practice your edges each day. Like get curious, yeah. feel what feels good for you. Like we're not being like on the first date, just create a little checklist and be like, yep, yeah, BDSM, cool, check. Um, yeah, here's, here's yeah. my list. Um, yeah. I'm going to tell you exactly yeah. what I I'm like. I'm just going to give you this list like. in a pen. You cross out what you don't like and yeah. just check what you do. Okay, like no. It's about what is comfortable for you, but you are going to have to meet your edges with this. But the return on investment into your awkward conversation is going to be so worth it. It's like with anything in this personal development portal or mm. in this membership, like yeah. whether it's shadow work or mm. whether it's like inner child work or anything mm. like that, it's going to be uncomfortable. You know, there's going to be growth. There's going to be your nervous system having probably a fit because it's like, oh, my gosh, I have to ask someone. But guess what? Like, that's what you're going to need to do to get the results that you want. And I guess that ties beautifully into, like, that responsibility piece of, like, you taking responsibility of that. Um, So I love that. So I kind of want to just, like, pass you the mic for the last bit in terms of just, like, what you feel like, you you don't even have to add anything if you don't want, but around this conversation of libido, self-pleasure, relationships, all the things we've kind of touched on, is there anything on your heart that you kind of want to bring into this space or a conversation you want to have around any of this to basically just like close it all in terms, not close the call, but like, you know what I mean? Just like mm. anything that you want to give a voice to. Yeah, for sure. Like I cut just a couple of things and I'll keep it brief. Number one is the the radical responsibility I was talking about at the start. I think we've kind of covered that. However, I will also say that there is this belief in in relationships that your partner is responsible for your pleasure. Your partner is responsible Mm -hmm. to make you come. Your partner is responsible to fulfill your sexual needs, your partner, and vice versa. And I hear it a lot in heterosexual relationships Mm -hmm. with men saying, well, you need to give me a blowjob. Like you need to give me a handy J. Like yeah. you know, you're at you're at service to me. Yeah. Ew. And I've really, yeah, <laughs> I really want to give you permission to mm. break free of that because you are not responsible responsible for your partner's pleasure and vice versa. Mm. Yes, it's so juicy and fun to ask for what you want and to. Yeah you know, do a give and take and like enjoy like being in service to your partner sometimes, right? Mm. You are not at the mercy of what your partner needs and vice versa. So I want to give you permission to like own your own orgasm. You yeah. know, don't 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 always expect your partner to like get you there, you know, mm. like take responsibility for it. Like join in, like guide them, show them, like yeah. make a collaborative experience and vice versa. If your partner yeah. says, I want you to give me a head job and you don't want to do it, then it's okay to be like, you know what? I really don't want to do that. However, mm. I'd love to give you a sensual massage. Yeah. If they're like, you know, give me a handy J, like jerk me off and you don't want to do it. Mm. That's okay. Like say, Hey, I don't really feel like doing that, but what I can do is X, Y, Z. Mm. So I really want everyone to take that away and full permission yeah. to feel into your body. If it's a yes or it's a no, great. And same for yourself. Like yeah. sometimes you don't, you know, you want your partner to just take the pressure off. Like you don't have to make me come, babe. Like just enjoy going down on yeah. me. That's such a different experience. If someone goes down on you, 
and they're enjoying it and they're trying all this different stuff and they're not just, I must make her come. I must make her yeah. come. I must make her come. That's not a present experience. It's not a mm-hmm. connected experience. You just yeah. focus on the orgasm. You're yeah. missing the whole point. Yeah. Um, and it's a big shift to almost take orgasm off as a pinnacle of sex yeah. and put connection on. It's a very different experience, but mm-hmm. it feels much better for everyone involved. And I'm not saying sometimes it's not fun to have like quickie or like, you know, whatever. Like, of yeah. course, do that as well. But make yeah. the choice and focus on that connection. You're going to get so much more out of that experience. Yeah, I love that. Um, I love the take the take the the goal of orgasm out of it. And I mean, I don't know if this is an uneducated point, but like you'll probably reach your orgasm quicker, even though it's not the goal because you're just so much more present. It's true. And it's Mm. way better. Like there's so much pressure. You think about how much pressure there is in your body Mm. bearing down, trying to have an orgasm. Like when you don't do that and when you just allow the pleasure, Mm. it's so much bigger. You have longer orgasm, like it's a totally different vibe. Yeah. So try that. And I hope that that helps you to feel more empowered in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I would say just reflect on those practices we shared, like the shower, the self-touch, the meditation, journaling, slowing down mm. um, and try it over the next, well, what, there's three weeks left in this month. Try it over the next three weeks yeah. and, you know, evaluate at the end of February, like how is my sex drive? How is my libido? How was yeah. my sense of pleasure like just from doing that five minutes or so a day? Yeah. And I feel like from that, like you're all going to feel so much more connected and mm-hmm. charged up, like sexually also, but like energetically, like charged up for life. You know, it's not just yeah. for the bedroom. Yeah, 100%. And I think as well, like I love the conversation around responsibility too, because, you know, if you want to have an orgasm, and you're putting all this responsibility on your partner, yet you're there completely disassociated. Mm-hmm. It's like the responsibility will lie with you, yeah. you know, and you doing like reach out to Syndra and be like, hey, Syndra, every time he's going down on me or she's going down on me, you know, I'm thinking about my my food shop. Like it's a it's time to have a conversation and do the deeper inner work around why you're disassociating your yeah. inherited beliefs that that picking it up from the root yeah. um because i'm not going it, to it's it's not you don't actually have to be dealing with that you know there is more out there for you yeah. and that is that responsibility piece like you know not being responsible for your partner's pleasure all the time um but like being responsible for if you know like that you are having these experiences or like you try to dance in the shower and you're just feeling so unsafe so uncomfortable and you don't know we don't expect you to just go into the shower and be like oh my god turned on like (laughs) it could very well be like years and years if not a lifetime of conditioning that is built up in your body like in your mind you might be like I'm fine but in your body you've got emotion that's where the inner work needs to be. And like, there is a path for you to walk down. Yeah. And I think it's just so important because, you know, we can create this expectation on ourselves of like, you know, I work with women all the time with like somatically and it's like this expectation to to do a practice, but you're not being in the practice. Yes, it's like, well, why, what, what's going on there? Yeah. Like, is it because of some childhood stuff? Is there some trauma in your body? Like, what is your body saying? Yeah. Listen find out what it's saying, and then take action on that. Like I actually recorded a reel the other day. I haven't uploaded yet. And it was like, you know when you say something and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm bloody Gandhi. Like, yes. like, and I said it and I it was actually from a grid post that I did. And I was like, your growth and evolution will, like, lie at your capacity to listen, have hindsight, and then take action. Like, mm. literally, you can have all the self-awareness in the world. You can have all the answers in the world. But – your growth will literally light your capacity to then take action from that. And it's the same with if you don't know, like if you don't know how to do Mm. things, like whether it's business, whether it's your freaking shower lap dance, whether it's Mm. trying to come, like whatever it is, Mm. it's up to you guys. So for those watching, like reach out to Syndra, be like voice some of her and be like, hey, I listened to the recording. I watched the call. I resonated with this. This is me coming and taking that action. Like, what have you got to lose? 
an orgasm and that's yep. not fucking worth losing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Please do reach out. Like I've got a lot of resources and years of experience. So yeah, I'd love to help anyone who's like, yes, I need to do this work. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I, I kind of wish you were in my world. Like when I first was navigating that stuff with Harrison, because definitely like came out incredibly well, but like at the time I was like, I've never dealt with this before. Like like it was like alienating. Like you kind of yeah. feel like you're in this situation. You're like, is anyone else going through this? Like you take totally. on this narrative and it's like you don't have to be in it alone and there's people out there to help you, you know. Everyone's uh, going through it. Like I had a call with a potential client the other day and she's like, other people are also feeling like this? And I'm like, oh, babe, so you're like you in like 95% of my clients like so yeah, you're definitely not alone. Don't be lost in the world. There's so much resource, like from me, but like from other people and free mm. resources and online programs. And like, yeah, there's so much out there. It's just, yeah, get the support, do the work. Yeah. And like, then then sex is a breeze and it's awesome and fun and expansive and all the yummy things. So Yeah, exactly. Oh, this is so good. Thank you so much, Sindra. Like, my pleasure. So appreciated. I know that the women are just going to be like glued to the screen. <laughs> and a lot of the time, it's because someone's having a conversation that you've been wanting mm, to have. Yeah. You know, like when I first kind of got into like personal development or whatever, and I was in a group course and they did like a, um, like a, I can't remember what the call was. It was like something to do with like a conversation like this. And I was so tuned into it because I was like, oh my gosh, I want to talk about this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just so powerful. So thank you so much for being a voice for anyone in this call that is needing to hear it, being, giving that permission. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Get It On. I really appreciate you rating and reviewing this show. So more people like you can have hotter sex, more pleasure, and better communication. Please do share this episode far and wide and come and play on Instagram at Cindra Banks for more of my vibe and to work with me. I love to chat to listeners, hear your suggestions and feedback. So don't be scared. Dive into my DMs and let me know what you thought about this episode. Until next week, remember, everybody deserves pleasure. Mwah.